welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled Halloween special edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, live, in person, uh, corporeally, if you oh, like. yes, indeed. Is? Uh, my name is Paul Carmichael, and this programme contains images of warfare, which is something that I've seen today. Have right? you really? Yeah, at the start of, uh, I was watching something this morning, and I actually wrote it down so I could say, this programme contains historical images of war. I was watching the world at war. Now, I don't get cross. Clues in the title. It is. I don't get too cross, you know, with the old, uh, you know, before they show Love Thy Neighbour. Mm. You know, where they suddenly say, oh, this includes naughty words that we don't say anymore. I have no problem with that, but no. telling me that the world at war contains images of war. If it didn't, it'd just be radio. Yes. But it would be Laurence Olivier talking. Nice. Quite nice, actually. I don't like the world at war, you know. Do you mean as a concept or as the no, Thames I, I, television I, I, series? It's one of those things I can't sort of separate it from my mum's boyfriend, the man they call Barry, mm. which is the reason why you're sitting here in witness to, today, actually. Is it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because I ended up here because she met him. Anyway, Barry, amongst his other habits, right. such as like drinking quick save 20 pence bitter <laughs> yes. all day on a stool in the kitchen mm. and uh, a number of other sort of... Oh, quite unsavoury, unhygienic habits. Oh. Um, he used to go on about the world at war and he'd bring cassettes of it round your house. And when someone brings cassettes to your house, you're immediately like, hmm. Just the audio? No, no, sorry, video cassettes. Oh, right, I was going to say, yes, yes, playing yes. them in his car. No, no, no. Be. So uh, it's when someone, <laughs> and I know he's a listener, so I know he won't mind me telling this story. So we were going down to watch Cardiacs in London once. Right. And Alistair, as usual, was driving. And so Alistair, you know, got in the car. And I was like, I remember it was an Orbital tape. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. And it was the Brown album or something like that. Mm. And I, prov I, I, I gave him the tape and I was like, oh, I'll stick this on, you'll like it. And he just, with a flourish, pressed his cassette into the hi-fi. And this is the right thing to do, by the way, if anyone presents you, if anyone presents you with a thing mm. when you've got your you're in my hang on you're in my world Ian oh yeah yeah don't mind it however Alistair's response was just perfect he pushed his tape into the machine and said <laughs> he just looked at me and he went tunes have been provided man <laughs> <laughs> excellent isn't that brilliant oh isn't that brilliant Never. excellent and, and uh, absolutely his choice was correct oh no absolutely yes. correct yeah 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 yeah. Be a different story if someone brought the world at war round. Well, he brought the world at war round, but more unnervingly, he brought him with it. Right, okay. So I can't sort of separate the world at war, those sort of washed out um, films of those amazing guys, and we've still got them in the, what, 40s and 50s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are astonished. Just for that, I'd watch that. Mm. I'd watch those chaps talking right. about it, because some of that is quite amazing. But you wouldn't watch it if it was presented by Thames and with a Laurence Olivier narration. Yeah, yeah. Just give me the films. Right, right. Forget unedited. Forget Larry. Just going to sit there. You and just watch. haven't earned it yet, baby, or whatever it was he used to say. Um, forget Larry and just give me the interviews because otherwise I've got Barry, you know, and in my head, and he used to do cheese on toast, but he'd sprinkle. Remember garlic salt? Oh yes. So garlic salt was kind of like for many of us our gateway into the world of garlic bread. Yeah, yeah. You? But I don't know about you, but when I used to do it, student days, mm. piece of toast, mm. butter, 
sprinkle on the garlic salt. Yeah. Garlic yeah. bread. Uh-huh. You know, rudimentary, however, functional. Yes. Barry, toast, like done one side, other side, load of cheese on it, and he put the garlic salt on, then it'd burn. Oh. So I've got Olivier burnt um, garlic. garlic salt, <laughs> burnt garlic salt, and um, the the 20p cans of Oast House Bitter out of quick serve. How, how, how can I enjoy it? Well, <laughs> can't you separate them at no. all? No. No, 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 no. Can't no, be no, done. No, no. no, I'm, um, I, no. No, that's a very five cents 3D memory. Oh, okay. Because Sunday mornings were shit. Yeah. Because he'd come round and they'd go to the pub and he'd stay Saturday night. I don't know why I'm ta- I might cut all of this out. No, 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 but no. anyway, he'd stay on the Saturday night. But, right. you know, on a Sunday morning, mm. you kind of want people to go yeah oh yes you know what i mean it's just like yeah all right it was sound last night but could you fuck off yeah because i've got me sunday now i want exactly you know what i mean yeah um no so sunday the newspaper would arrive i mean i'd have a sunday post and she'd be making like angry noises behind the sunday post Mm, yeah because uh he was still there lingering with the smell of burnt garlic salt you know no his world at war video on yeah it was just like Oh no, mate! I just want you to. We all, yeah, we've decided. You know, sat down. Every one of us wants you to go now. Yeah, we read That's it. enough. But no, he was sat in the kitchen on his stool, drinking his old house. This house had a breakfast hatch thing in oh, it, yeah, yeah. so he could watch it while <laughs> sat in the kitchen, <laughs> just chain smoking rollies and. Uh, well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because the, the this dragon thing's not working. Oh, give it a shake. Do something with it. I because this is the thing because. People visiting is obviously just about the worst thing in the world, let's yes. be honest. But the worst thing even than that is when they say, oh, would you know what? I could stay another day. Oh. No. There's nothing that makes my heart sink faster. I have done that, though. I've stayed another day. Stay another... Whatever that shit <laughs> Yeah, but, but were you welcome? Yeah. Right. It was up in Edinburgh, and um, we, were, we just had the biggest piss up. Right. Not ever, but it was a it was a bloody big one, mm. Edinburgh Festival, and it was all weekend. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the Monday came around. I think that was a bank holiday up there. It would have been, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, should we go this pub? Mm. And it was like, yeah, let's go that pub. It means staying another day. And I had to ring our cat to look after the dog and the right. day and all this business. But we went into a proper place, you know, where people were. This is just not working out. <laughs> you know where they were, those tartan um, flat caps? What, Disneyland? No, they were proper Scots, like, you know what I mean? Fuck it. Hey, what, are you thinking of Russ Abbott now? I am that? thinking of Russ Abbott. <laughs> no. Maybe, Wait. no, 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 there was a guy in there with one. Right, you know when you go he into... He wouldn't have been Scottish, he'll have been a tourist and about to get his head kicked Well, he well. certainly had the red Scots nose, well. so I'm no sure, but... Um, it was um, one of those sort of melamine tables, very brightly lit. Right. Pubs. Yeah. Have you noticed that about the where they go for a drink? The pubs are really bright. No, I can't. In all the pubs I've been to in Scotland, that's quite a few. Well, this they're was leaf. Quite, no, this was leaf. Quite, like celery. Not, no, not celery as in the vegetable, no, 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 but no, no, like no. a celery. Leaf, this was. Right, okay. Right, with, with the, but it was one of them pubs with the big yellow tea outside for tenants. 
Oh, you right, see, so you only go no, to no, the no. posh bit. No, 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 I won't yeah, go to the... No, right, I it all becomes apparent now. I would go to the one... I was with my people. Right, okay, well, I wouldn't want to go there with your people because I doubt they would serve a craft ale. Oh, no, craft knife across the fucking throat, man. That's what you're getting. Precisely. I've turned to Stanley Baxter over here. Um... Wasn't one of the chapters of one of his book, isn't it called Blowjobs or something? Blowjobs with Benny from Crossroads or something. <laughs> if any lawyers are watching, I'll yeah, obviously not <laughs> Mr. Paul Henry. I'll check that before we put this out. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'd like to distance myself from the comments of Mr. Carmichael uh, uh, during this uh, testing time. Yes. Um, yeah, you've only been the posh pubs. Like, I'll tell you what's a good one. Hollywood 81. Have you been in there? No, I don't think I have. I think it's called Hollywood 81. Mm. And it's got all the barrels on the wall of like really nice beers. Mm. Really nice. You know, you'd like it in there. I've been to some pubs on, you know, in the West End, sort of Lothian Road. Now they are rough. Um, and I went in there one time and there was a footballing on. Oh, right. Oh, dear. Now then, I'm not very good when it comes to footballings. So I've, I've watched one match start to finish and that was in you know the Dovedale Towers yes I know it very well right in the Dovedale Towers watching a match and it was apparently a crucial one and it was England versus Argentina oh yeah that's generally important so there was a bit of the old sort of like you know bubbling nationalism could be sensed in the pub however I thought right well I'll do this I'll try and get on get on with this and I'll try and watch it and I was there with a group of other people sat next to my mate Nat Nat felt a bit uncomfortable because she's Argentinian. Uh, oh, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Slightly issue there. Remember the Belgrano and all that. All that sort of stuff. Yes. Anyway, so that match is going on, and then somebody scores, and I've been watching what to do, and I know that you've got to get up and cheer. That's right. And I got up and cheered, and it was the Argentines who'd scored. Yes, with your Argentinian companion. Yes. Mm, I can yeah. see how that would be tricky. That didn't go down too well. And the other time was in a pub on Lothian Road, when suddenly a man started shouting, real sort of Begbie shouting, oh shit, this could be a problem. Well, I didn't know that fear, pure fear, could make me do a perfect Scottish accent. Ah. But my God, suddenly I was broad Scots. So, Mm. Halloween, Mm. isn't that what we're meant to be talking about? That's what we're Instead of Barry's burnt garlic salt. We are. We should say to those of you who are just listening on on the podcast, well, thank you for joining us. But of course, uh, if you pop over to YouTube, you'll see something rather unfamiliar, won't they? Which is, uh, we're here in in person. This is the first time we've done this. No, we did one for for the the Queen. Queen. Yeah, we'll bleep that out for our uh, Scottish listeners. Yeah, forget that. Yes, we did one for the Queen. But uh, yeah... I mean, uh, we decided to really, you know, pull the cork out. We did. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we've, we've been pulling the cork out all morning, actually, viewers. We have. Uh, setting this wonderful mise-en-scene yes. for you. Ooh. Even lit the sperm dome. Yeah, the sperm dome. Sperm is, dome's going. It's lit. Isn't that a Tony Hancock ex- episode? I mean, that next to this. It's very... Well, this is meant to pour smoke. It's that I, looks. It, it was working this morning. Well, no, that's fair enough. It's just all of this is a bit phallic at the moment. Hang on, hang on. Have I done this wrong? Right. Probably. Okay. I thought the. So, for those of you who are just listening, we've got this. What the hell is it? It's a dragon, and you put these. Uh... <laughs> it's an incense holder, though. It's isn't an incense it? burner. Yeah, first it's before it's a holder. dragon. It's yes. You're quite right. You're quite right. 
but it's got a hole. So hang on, it's coming through. Look at that. Look. Oh, there we go. There we go. The the dragon is now breathing smoke. <laughs> Can you see that? It just looks like a penis. It does. <laughs> hang on, that was one. <laughs> Uh, oh dear. To, uh, okay. Ah, oh, bollocks, I don't know. It's no. just shite you buy off the internet. So I thought <laughs> it would give a suitably spooky vibe to this, but it's not bloody working. Well, it's, no, it is a bit. Let's not worry about it too Let's much. not worry Let's about it. Let's not worry about it. Let's Halloween. Not worry. That's safe. Halloween. 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 Then. Yeah, okay. all hallows. It's not the same, I'm as. afraid, as when I was a kid. It was more homemade back then. I walk up and down and some people's houses mm. have got these, like, crime scene, do not cross, oh. loads of crap plastic. And they've got, like, f an house further down has got, like, mannequins and stuff in it, dressed as Frank, like, full-size people. Well, I noticed when, when you, we were in the car coming mm. here that someone's got a massive spider web and it starts in the sort of the yeah. top bedroom window and it's pegged down yes. in the garden. yes. Ooh. All we had was a turnip. Right. Right? So it would be a Sunday, generally, you'd make your turnip. Mm. And you'd carve it all out, bend all your mam's spoons, get the get the turnip ready. It's like what you do with the pumpkin these days. Yeah. But, but with the work, turnip... It's hard So work. the turnip went in a pan with carrot. Yeah. That's why you did it on the Sunday. There we are. Mashed carrot and turnip. Yes. Black pepper and butter. Oh. Beautiful. Better than burnt garlic salt on a Sunday. Mm. So you'd do that, and I remember you'd have a bit of bloody... I remember having a bit of fence wire. I know it's I know it's how we used to live this. Yeah. But you know you'd have that, and uh, I seem to remember there wasn't there isn't there some form of money extraction involved in the turnip or is that new? What trick or treating? Do you mean if you make it the head and you do penny for the guy? No, that's the week after, isn't it? Right. You'd use it for the head of the penny for the guy. Well, I don't know. The turnip would invariably. Still not working. The turnip would invariably become the, the guy's head. Though I remember once using a football. Right. For the head. Which would have exploded, presumably. No, I can't think of any element where you get money out of people. Trick or treat? Oh, no, not money. Right, toffees. Gifts. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah, of course, now they've got mischief night, haven't they? Well, they have. Now, this... Right. Mm. This I disapprove of. Strong harm. Okay, now then. Trick or treat. Yes. Fair enough. Because, of course, the idea used to be that you would masquerade and then, then the evil spirits wouldn't be able to see you. Yes. So you disguised yourself uh, physically and you disguised your behaviour by going, well, I'm normally very good, so I'll pretend to be naughty. That's where it comes from. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with what the Americans have done with it. They've gone too far, which well, they, they always do. Don't they go on, like, machine gun shops and stuff? This sort of thing, yeah. They're I mean, always no, but doing over that. there, this mischief night, it's, signed, it's sort of... It's quite... People can get quite, like, violent with it, can't they? Well, I only know of it round here, and it's no. bad enough. Someone, oh, no, someone had an egg thrown at their car in the village last Ooh, year. Well, you know, they did. Yes, they actually yes, did. Yes, yes, yes. You don't want any eggs coming your way. I'll so. tell you what, as well, there might be an issue with policing, but they were there in a, like that. Oh, they would be near That's me. the postcode for they you. They would be oh, near yes. yes, yes, yes. Of course, they're going to look after their uh, special uh, clients much Absolutely, more. Yes. Um No, over in America, mm. they go mental. Well, they would. Well, yeah, they I would. I mean, that stands to reason. Because they're very silly and they've got lots of guns. They have got lots of guns. Mm. Um, 
So I can't remember any specifics, but it seemed a bit empty. Okay. You know what I mean? That, that's my memory. So have you, have you did so somebody machine gunned a shot? There was some madness went on. There was, like, really some madness went on with it. It was kind of like they didn't give them whatever you give them for mischief night. I presume a couple of uh, Haribo would not assuage oh God. their sort of uh, lust for cash. Oh, well, so it's cash or crack. I think, I don't know. This might have been an episode of TJ Hooker. Okay, uh, okay, yes. You know, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, so what about Halloween for you? I should imagine that the Knickerbockers were laid out on the bed that morning, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, you know, uh, do you know what? It's uh, weird. Halloween. They do come. The paws are here. Uh, no, no, no. Halloween went through stages with me, and it's a really interesting one because when I was very young, Halloween was a thing. Right? Yes, um, that we did. And I can remember dressing up. I can remember the costumes. I can remember uh, everyone going to one person's house and doing all the you know ducking for app, ducking for apples. Oh, I bet you can. In a basin in the kitchen, not not in the trough in the courtyard or anything. Right. So I can remember that. But all of a sudden, when I was about eight or nine, it just became, no, absolutely not. And I think that's because that's when the papers started to go a little bit mental. Isn't Halloween. It? Well, with all the Satanism that they were going on with. Oh, and all, that, all that stuff in the Orkneys and all that stuff. Yeah, I remember that on news rounds. Right, and it was honest. all bollocks as well. You know, yes. people were... Kids were taken away from families and all that for yeah. Satanism. Didn't it end up in a soap opera? Didn't they do a storyline about something like that? Probably. Crossroads Shit. had a Satanism storyline. Yeah, that was it. But that was earlier. That was 1970 and the IBA said, you can't do that. So they just had to stop it. You see, for me, Halloween, for some reason, is Will or the Wisp. There is an episode of Will and yeah. set at Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's spelt properly with the uh, uh, abbreviation on the uh, between the e's, and uh, yeah. it's got that in the uh, in the opening caption. Yeah, you've part. got to have the abbreviation. I mean, even mm. the, the Americans do that, surely. Do you think? No, no, probably not. I don't think they do. It's an interesting thing, though, Halloween, isn't it? Because you've got so many things, so many. Huge die-off stories around the world are associated with that date, you know, and and the Earth during that date, uh, those dates actually, I think it's from around about the twenty eighth to the seventh of November. We go through the torrid meteor stream. Right. So that's this is all hallowed tide, isn't it? The sort of the period it, in the Christianity, period. but globally, right? There are a lot of. Um, sort of what we refer to as extinction myths, I suppose. Yeah. About huge numbers of people okay. dying during those dates. And that's the date we go through the torrid meteor stream. And if there is any um, likely candidate for something hitting the planet, yeah. causing the end of the Ice Age, whatever it might be, it's during that period because we come so close to this meteor. In fact, we pass through the meteor stream okay. at that period every year. Right. So there are, in Mexico, you've got myths like that. You've got Mayan myths about around about that day. Around about, about that the dead, time. The dead. See, because if you look into Halloween, mm. right, then basically what you get told is it starts with uh, Pope Gregory III. Okay. In the 700s, and he comes up with All Hallows Tide, and that's the time to remember the saints, martyrs, and other Christians, and that's, you know, remembrance of the dead. Yep. So do these predate that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, we've so got again, we've just basically, well, we've got, we'll have those dates, thank you. Well, again. I mean, I needed a divner then. <laughs> uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, no, but what they did was they took every 
sort of every bit of land they got. I mean, the Roman um, strategy was always very successful, wasn't it? Because yeah. you'd intermarry with the chiefs or whoever, the kings of the land you were taking over, yeah. you know. Um, but you would also bridle all the local traditions and slowly change them, mm. you know. It's like with the, the Hellenistic periods, sort of like, I suppose because the Greek Empire was such a thing to take over, you know, you'd have to put a new bureaucracy into Athens, you'd have, yeah. and stuff, you know how slowly the, the wheels turn mm. of um, bureaucracy. So I'm guessing that's why it's a few hundred years, the Greek, Roman, the Hellenistic period. Yeah. So it took some more time than it would say in Britain, you know, where you had the kind of the tribes to fight, defeat, yeah. intermarry. But, but what they did everywhere is they took on the local gods changed the name generally to a Roman god, didn't they? And it's the same thing when they do the... Uh, what, what is it? The um, What's the conference where they decided to go with Christianity, the Roman Empire? Because they were looking for... They, were, they had so many little religions. Right. And there was two competing ones, wasn't there? Yeah. And Constantine chose Christianity. Yes. Because it was Christianity or Mithraism. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they went with Christianity. Basically the same thing. Well, they are. Well, born on the 25th of December to a virgin. To a virgin. Had 12 disciples. But you haven't got the sort of killing of the cow. Right. In, in Christianity. I don't remember Jesus fighting a cow. And, no. We, we lost that. That, that we went to that bit. No, but I mean, I'd have kept that bit in. But the New Testament certainly is kind of, has got loads of precedents. You're right. Yeah. There's loads of uh, deities born of a virgin. I mean, you know the whole Christmas thing. I mean, yeah. we should save that for Christmas. Save that for Christmas. But yeah, the Halloween thing. I mean, returning to the reason why we're here. Right. Okay. So what you were saying there yes. about it's got sort of like we got the Romans. Okay. Right. However, what the the the, the Mayans? How would they have got the same date? So the dates, the commonality is the dates. All the ceremony around this day where we commemorate a lot of people. Well, we commemorate the dead. Right. That's effectively what it is. So what you've got in the uh, Mesoamerican culture, mm. in a lot of the uh, traditions, is that they have a celebration of, you know, the Day of the Dead, whatever it might be. Mm. And I don't mean the modern construct with uh, piñatas and whatnot. Mm, I don't Though like I do like the idea of I know, I know you do. Yes, but anyway, all these cultures have a commemoration of the dead around that date. So the mm. conjecture is yeah. that the most likely time for the Earth to end uh, up in some kind of catastrophe with a meteor striking it is when we pass through the torrid meteor stream, which is from... Well, we're in it now. And that's This is the most jeopardy, if you like, because right. we're literally passing through a meteor stream. Mm. So if anything's going to strike us, I mean, it could come from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the ancients and the stone circles that, you know... Why did they build things to mirror the heavens? Mm. You know, fix it on stars and stuff like that. Why? What's the point? And then if you apply that to something striking the planet, if every night you were able to go out there and see this monument lining up with everything in the sky, but if there was something new on the night sky and it wasn't moving, then you'd know incoming. Sort of like an early warning system. That's, that's expected an awful lot from ancient man. Ancient man was super no, Oh, God, no, I know. But, like, right, okay, so they, they see a tiny... They haven't got a telescope. Mm. 
tiny dot. You don't need one. There's no light pollution. Right, okay. But nevertheless, how tiny is this little meteor? It's as big as any other star. But this didn't happen, though, did it, actually? I'm saying that is maybe a motivation for building the bloody things. So early warning systems are not hit by a meteorite, even though they wouldn't even know that that happened, because the last big one would have been about 50,000 years before. No, the last big one was potentially the end of the Ice Age. Wasn't it? I mean, something evaporated all that ice overnight. Right, landing where? I don't know. Do you not often sit and ponder on the motivations of the ancients? Well, no, not really. I leave no. that to Nigel Neal, maybe. I never get with Stonehenge. I mean, they might have just done that because it looked nice. And it's a nice big thing and you can show off, look at our temple, where we go in, yeah. the, I don't know, just prance around naked or something. We don't know what they did. No idea. So we could hypothesise. Well, that's the the speculation is the fun bit, isn't it? Because we'll never, ever know. No, but don't you find that irritating? No. Really? Yeah. I like to be told what we know. No, we, we do. We are told what we know. But just what we know. Well, you are. I'm speculating. You don't get this on BBC Two. You? No, you absolutely don't. No. But this is a... just idle speculation by a fireside which needs another log. Right. Um, so, so there's no not... basis for this no. hypothesis at all. No, it's a hypothesis. Oh. So that's oh, all. It, that's all there is to it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what's on your list then, Mister Prepared? On my list. Yes. Oh. Well, this is the bit that you don't normally see, isn't it? Yes. Behind the curtain with this Peter Bell. Kept right out the way. Well, yeah. uh, we've talked about that, we've talked about this. Well, that was something I wanted to ask you, because it's mm. meant to be scary, isn't it? So, who's the scariest person you've ever met? Staying within what we can legally say. Yeah. Depends on your metric, doesn't it? Mm. It really does depend on your metric. I mean, some of the... You know, you have to make that choice when you're at someone's house. Yeah. Especially if it's someone you don't really know very well. I mean, I haven't drank in years, but that choice works. Do you, you, oh, you can stay if you want, have a glass of wine. And like the people are obviously trying to, oh, you had too much to drink now, so you've got to stay. Yes. You know that? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there is a moment where we make that conscious decision. Mm-hmm. You have that one or a half glass of wine, and then you have the full glass of wine. Yeah. If you go over that, you stay. That's you till Sunday. That's it. That's the burnt garlic salt. Everything. That's it. That is. Um, that's my three pint thing, isn't it? Where basically yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine. Third one, all right, that's fine. Are you going to go home now, Mr. Carmichael, or are things going to go wrong? Mm, yes. Fourth yes. pint, forget it. Fourth pint, and uh, you start insulting Irish men. Yes. As I remember. Uh, yes, yes, I, I started it out, though. You did, you Thankfully, did. we didn't Very get well. punched. No. Um, it's after you've made that, when you've committed to that decision mm. of sticking around, that's when they go mad. Yes. And it's just like, shit. Mm. And then you're sort of thinking, oh, do I get a taxi now? Do, do I make some shit up? Mm. And it's just, whoa. And you're stuck there, and they're mad. And they've got the John Armour trading cassettes on, and it's just like, oh, oh. my. Anyway, um, stuff like that, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, but no, you're stuck that. there. No, that's visceral by the sounds of it. And you've not prepared any nice things. To, you know, when you go to someone's house, you can sort of like, you get a little shelf and you... There's me book and yeah, and there's me things. All those things, yeah. We ain't got anything like that with you. You've got John Armour trading going on. Oh. Maybe Huey Lewis and the news. Absolutely not. And and it's just like, oh, this when I used to be back in wherever and then they go down that maudlin route and you're like, 
Oh no. Oh. And you've had three glasses of wine by then and you're humped. You're staying. That's it. You've got to stay. Yeah, I don't like that. No. I don't like that. So I find that scary when they go mad. Okay. And I'm stuck there. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> that I find scary. That is scary though. But most physically intimidating. Hmm. Hmm. There are a few contenders for that. Oh, okay. There are some people... Hmm. Who aren't very good at getting into your head. Mm. Right. So they'll just act very weak. Because they've obviously got some manipulatory aspect of the personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? But because that sort of thing is, you know, I mean, we're talking about prime ministers, aren't we? And oh. people like that. Yes. Who've got that level of manipulation and, st- you know, horrible, horrible people. Yeah. Horrible people. Mm. But then there's the guys who are just like, they, they combine that with being physically intimidated uh, and in your face. Yes. I remember one night, I have a bit of PTSD about mm. this. I'll have to change the names. This is good. It's like therapy on television. This was horrible. Get up after. We'd all, we were about, I'd say 17, 18 a summer. Mm. And there was this guy who used to hang around with us. And he was like, he was known for being mental. Right. You know what I mean? A sort of, uh, what do they call it? Um, what's the word he uses in the credits of porridge? As a habitual criminal, a recidivist. Yes. Is that the word? Yes. He was a recidivist. He was always in and out of the cells and getting done for smashing things up and mm. fighting. And and he was odd. He was genuinely odd as well. <laughs> and I went into this back room. Mm. I know. I've been in the back room, went for a piss, come back in the room, and the lights were all off, and he's kneeling on the floor with a pair of scissors, right? And everyone else is sort of kneeling around. It was weird. It was like a little mass or something like that. And I was informed as I walked into the room by me mate, so that made it safe. Yeah. Right. I was informed that, oh, we've all agreed to let, nearly said his name then, mm. um, cut a piece of our hair off each because we all had long hair at the time. And I was like, right, okay, all right, okay. And it was one of those things, because you're still that age where there's like peer pressure. Yeah. yeah. Aren't you? Yeah, So yeah. I, I find myself, you know, getting into this circle. Yeah. And then he comes towards me with the scissors to cut the thing. And just as he was about to cut me out, he turned the scissors towards me eye and he was going in. And I just jumped up and went. Mm. I think that's the scariest I've ever... I don't like that. No, that was horrible. And then another night, I was driving somewhere, and we got just around the corner here, really. We got to the road, and because I was a student, I used to put 50p's worth of petrol in my Mini. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was often conking out, and you'd see me wandering the highways and byways with my petrol can, Mm. you know, getting another 50p's worth. And one night, it broke down, and my mates, I was taking them to a party in Warrington, and they just fled. And went, oh, right, we can get a lift with it. I was like, oh, nice. So, right, okay. And two lads showed up. It's about one in the morning on a Friday night. And these two lads showed up. Oh, can you give us a lift? And seemed really nice. The next four hours till about five, six in the morning was spent with me driving around with the two of them in the back. And one of them had a knife behind me chair and made me take them all over the place. And there was one point, I was driving along, this is how thick I am, because I'd seen it in a film. I was driving along and I jumped out the car. Ka-dunk. Car stops, lads, get out, get back in there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Mel Gibson did it, 
The car would carry on going. Absolutely, yeah. No, they just conk out if you take your foot off the beans, like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we got to this house at about five or six in the morning. And the lad who didn't have the knife, the one bit here, he said, he's going to fucking do something to you. You better get off. And he was like, he got out the car and I drove off. Now, that shit's scary. Oh, I don't like that. No, that was horrible, mate. I wouldn't like that. That was horrible. Well, you did ask. I scary. did. And I don't know who those gentlemen were, um, but they were absolute, like, I, I don't know what they were on either. No. They were on summit. They were on summit because they kept taking drugs and snorting and oh, shit like God. that. Scary times, dear scary, man. Scary times, yes, know. yes. How about you? Who's the scariest person you've met then? Well, I get, I get, I'm not good with things where, I, you know, when you, right, we've all got on stage, yes, we've all done stuff on stage. Mm. And you're used to that because you know what you're going to do. But you know when people sort of like direct attention to you when you don't want it? I find that. Explain, I don't know well, what you mean. Um, if, oh God, right, well the, the way to sum it up, there was a bloke, and I don't know if it's hatred or, or fear, I think it was a bit of both. When I was doing a murder mystery show right. down in Peterborough, and we st- stayed at this hotel in Peterborough, and there was a bloke in the bar, and he was a proper, you know, Cockney uh, type, mm. it was, and he was really into sort of like what we were doing this murder mystery, and then suddenly he grabbed me, arm around me in the bar, no, um, and all, all I was getting then for about five minutes was, oh, you should go to Majorca. It's what you should do, mate. You should go to Majorca with this. They love this in Majorca. And I'm going, oh, really? Do you think so? Well, maybe we'll take it over. Oh, yeah. You take this in Majorca. Birds go crazy for it. And at this point, I wanted the man to die. So I thought, I don't want to be associated with any of this. No. And then he went, oh, yeah, birds see this. You know what happens then? Bish bash bosh, sucking on the old bell end. No. With that gesture. No. Sack Absolutely it. not. The old bell end. I can't imagine what the old bell end must have. I, I, I mean, the, the taste of it. Leathery. Dry. Yes. Like a sort of Gandalf staff. That really. I hated him. And I find that sort of man intimidating. Because what am I meant to say? To that, I'm got. I'm still not good at this. Mm. I'm still not good at this. One of the things I used to. One of the things that used to happen always to me yeah. was you'd be at a party or an after show or something like that, and I'd get stuck with the ball because mm. I was too polite. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened an awful lot. Mm. Um, I'm good at it now, but I generally just do the sort of oh sorry I've got to go and do something yeah or I've got to go for a piss or whatever it might be I I, I still can't shut bores down mm. but the sort of boorish type I don't like that boardiness either I know I'm very cr- uh, crude I am very crude but I'm also prudish and I know that uh, yeah but I can't stand that kind of sort of when it's lads being yeah I was never good at that no I'm glad I'm too old to have to sort of pretend I can do it I know yeah full core uh, yeah uh, oh no I, I've never been able to core is to be said uh, within the confines of Mary uh, I tell you what my bar for it I suppose is would my granddad do it right and I know he wouldn't oh uh, there you go and so that's kind of what I apply to myself 
I think that's a very good bar. I think yeah. I'd possibly use that one as well. Yeah, it's just like, would he do it? And it's, yeah. it's weird, isn't it, how dead people... Returning to Halloween. There we are, yeah. You see that? Seamless. Lovely. Um, dead people continue to speak to you as such in your head and give decisions and moral guidance. I mean, you just pl- it's, a, it's not new material you're hearing. No. It's sort of things that were said to you. Does that make sense? Well, it does, but I think you just get a sense of the person. You know mm. them that well. Yeah. That that you you know what they would have said. It's like when you go to someone for advice. If you really know that person, and you go to them for advice, you know what they're going to say. That's right. And it, you go because you want that advice. You want that advice. You want to be told not to do something. Precisely. Do so, and you know who to ask. Exactly. Yeah. So if you know them that well, and grandparents, you probably do. Yeah. Then you can. You would know what they would say under those. Well, I think that that's a new T-shirt. Then you know, would grandfather do it? Yes. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. But anything like that, you know, going on about, um, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind number one talk. Number two talk. No. It's not funny. No. It's farts are funny. Farts are funny. Bottoms are funny. Yes, they're very funny. No. Anything beyond that? No. No. That is not funny. No. I have issues walking the dog. Because, of course, Stanley occasionally lays an egg. Yeah. And then I've got to I've got to pick it up. I'm having a, a bit of a, a running battle with the council over um, dog fouling, <laughs> shall we say. Um, yeah, because you literally can't move out there. I'm not talking about my yard. Yeah, about your yard. I'm talking beyond that. You just can't move for it. So you end up breaking a dog egg every time you go out. You know what I mean? And uh, they're not fresh. Oh, no. Um, So some dirty bastards obviously got a dog. They just open the back gate and let it go wherever it wants every day. I know, I know. Um, But yeah, pleasingly, when I rang up on Friday about it, Mm. you know, logging the time, logging who I spoke to. One must always do that. Yeah, I spoke to someone I went to school with. Oh. So at the end, she's like, eh, blah, blah, blah. I went to school with her. Michael Livesley. There's the, and I was so tempted. Had I been in a different frame of mind when she said, there's surely only one of them, isn't there? I was like, well, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, social confidence like that mm. never seems to happen when it needs to happen. No, no. Mind you, that's good because it goes through that filter of, I'll sound like a wanker. mm so it's not confidence, it's common sense. It is, basically. It's common yeah. sense. Um, so we'll see what happens. No, we will. So we will. Stanley, anyway, laying dog eggs. Yeah, well, I have to pick them up and it's horrific. My mate <laughs> used to let his off and he's like, the dog would just be like that, quack, <laughs> straight away and just squeeze a huge lurgan out. And it's just like, oh. And he's like making a roll. He's like, it's all right, you get one free one. <laughs> and that was it. You get one free one, and considering they probably only do one every time they go out, yeah, he never picks it up. I have to say, that's mm. the one thing that stops me getting a dog. What, the, the filth? I don't know about that. Picking up warm turds. It's the warmth. Ah, just freshly evacuated. Because because these bags, you know, they're, they're environmentally friendly bags that I've got, so they're recyclable, so they're thin. The very idea of your finger going through. That's my worry every single time. I'd so have to have it amputated. Oh, I have to lift it up, because I'm normally up out with him in the dark. So I'm lifting it up to the sort of in front of a, a light source so that I can make sure I'm like putting it on like a surgeon's glove. And then, of course, he's pulling as well whilst I'm trying to pick this up. Yeah. And then, 
no. No, no, no. But you're right. No, but you're right. See, this is the thing. We is funny. That is not. No, that's absolutely not. I did realise, I remember mentioning about horrible people mm. we'd met. Um, and prime ministers came up. Oh, yes. Now then, this is a really clumsy shoe on, but no, I remember no. you saying beforehand something about Boris is now a TV presenter? Boris Johnson's uh, got a new gig. He's going to be presenting on GB News. Okay. I think the similarity yeah. with that and live is both are very good at stunts. Right? right. So it is that thing, I think, of... All right, here's the ratings. The ratings are like that. And ratings, naturally, unless you're doing new stuff, ratings do kind of tail off a bit, you know. And I think GBNs, have, they've done that a little bit. And they've had a few sort of days recently where it's like, oh, they're down here a bit. Stunt casting. We did it live yeah. TV, you do it here. Boris Johnson. First week that he goes out, woof, ratings up there. Oh, yeah, people will tune in just out of curiosity. Precisely. Week two... You'll lose about a quarter of those. Week three, 50% will go. And then you're going to end up at, a, at your actual figure. But it gets publicity. And I think that's what stations like that need, isn't it? It's for people to know they exist mm. as much as anything. Yeah. Because there's... I mean, how many channels have I got? 815? I, I have none. I think that's best. I don't want any. I think I've got 815 what could there possibly be everything to watch but also nothing nothing at all yeah yeah I don't I can't be bothered I mean I'm trying to think of what I've last watched on telly hmm. I couldn't tell you I really couldn't tell you I used to watch a lot of uh, Granada Plus yeah not so much gold because the adverts were just annoying and they started that credit squashing and stuff like that it's like mm. yeah they did I'd probably watch yesterday if yeah, I now. Well, you get I don't warnings need to. about it, the program, including scenes of warfare. Well, of, of course, course. You'd have to put up with that. Well, Boris Johnson is just a hideous example of humanity, mm. um, and I'm, so I'm sure he'll do very well. He probably will, you know. Um, but I mean, he's betrayed everyone. Oh yeah, he's ever known. So I don't think we need bother about him. However, yes. We do need to bother about the nice things this week. Oh, yes. Have you brought anything with you? Well, do you know what? Um, I, I've got a few nice things back back at, back at the, the mansion. Yes. Um, but what I have here is uh, from you. So, uh, yes. As, as we showed last week. So I now have my very own little red book. But this isn't the Communist Manifesto. No. It's a much better manifesto. This is yes. Peter Bowles, Behind the Curtain, The Job of Acting. Yeah, if you're but, gonna if you're gonna learn about acting, learn from both. Well, we don't know yet because neither of us have read it. We haven't, but you know, straight away, I love the fact that where is it? There's a whole, oh, I mean, there's chapters on touring and things like that. Yeah, but you think about Bowles and the amount of stuff that he did with To the Manor Born and all those different things. Sitcoms, four pages. Done. Yeah, that's enough. That's it. That is enough. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna open that back door. Are you? Yeah, it's warm. Are you warm? I'm I'm a bit warm. But should yeah. we? Well, we should probably go to a commercial break relatively soon. Yeah, okay, it's like the uh, wedge this open. We're just wedging a door open now. This is the sort of thing that people have uh, tuned in for. Yes, well, you wouldn't get this on GB News. No, you wouldn't, actually. No. 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 So. Sounds better. Yes. Um, so, all right. You want to do a commercial break? Yes. Right. 
<laughs> okay. So, <laughs> we'll just cut this out. We'll leave it in. Do you Go need on. your monster munch? No, not yet. No. Oh, okay. Right. Right, so what nice things have you got then, dear? Well, I, I have to say that the, the reckoning is considerable. Oh, yeah. In the words of, I think, Shockeye in The Two yes, Doctors. That's right. Um, yeah, it is. So, um, I think perhaps maybe we should take that wee break out now. What do you reckon? Time to take a break, is that what you're saying? I think so, yes. I think there could be some merit in this. Who's brave enough to play Ghost Castle? The victim's journey, room by room, they take their chances. Along the way, anything can happen, and usually does. To win, you must reach the coffin and lay the ghost. Will anybody survive Ghost Castle from NB Games? Nothing like real fire, though. No. It really isn't. Well, welcome back. Here we are. Yeah. And, uh, I have issues. Um, you have issues. I have issues with the whole thing of a, of a real fire. Why is that? Well, because I haven't got one, mm. so this is an issue. Yes. Um, but also, I, uh, I mean, I've voiced my opinion on Just Stop Oil quite enough. Um, however, I don't see that you having that coal fire mm. is going to particularly destroy the environment. I'd be more worried about, you know the great big companies doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, countries like China who aren't adhering in any way mm. to, what is it, the Kyoto That's agreement. the stuff. Yeah. I'd be more worried about them than I am about this. Well, as you know, dear boy, I don't worry. No, absolutely. Bugger it. There's I, no point in worrying. I think yes. there should be some sort of a tax break for having one of these. Yes, I, I do too. I mean, it's going to get more and more difficult, I suppose. They're on about banning, uh, as he chucks another log on, mm. They're on about banning uh, wood-burning stoves, aren't they, and stuff like that. But not in the countryside where they live. Not in the countryside. Not in the countryside. Well, I mean, you can have a taste of the high life right now. You have before you a cup of uh, a chai latte made chai latte. By, by my own fur and Now, we discussed chai we last week, we didn't did. we? Yes. We did. Now, I've, I've experienced chai tea. Yes. And it had twigs in it. There's no twigs. Then I'm suspicious of it. Where have the twigs gone? The twigs were um, utilised. And when you say twigs, you're talking about cardamom and cinnamon. I'm talking about... No, they would look like twigs. Well, the people at Twinings obviously have refined their blend. Are these from a bag? Yes. Oh! Yeah, I've not done that. I've not been out in the fields picking stuff. Oh, that's what I was assuming you've been doing. No. And then you rinse the twigs and just... I'll boil that. No, 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 no. No, what I've been doing right. is boiling the milk. Milk, yes, chai right. latte. Right, I didn't have milk with no, it. No, no, no. You had someone gave you a bowl full of hot twigs and you just downed it, and they said, uh, "Oh, it's chai." I think that may have been what happened. Yeah, I think so. It was the nineties. It's like the people so. who give you the free food at yeah. Glastonbury. Talking of which, yes. Talking of which, oh, it's getting hot in here. Here's a nice thing. Right, oh, right. This this waistcoat. Right. Yes. I bought this in 1993, and it's been stuck at the back of a wardrobe. Yeah. For about 20 years? Yeah. I used to go clubbing wearing this bloody thing. Can you, you believe that? Yeah, and there was a further detail you added to that when the, you told the, There was nothing underneath it. 
just naked as nature intended. Well, no, I had trousers top on. Top up, of course. Top, top up. Top but, up. I mean, when I went to the Ministry of Sound like that, and yeah. it seemed acceptable. I'm going to demonstrate it to the viewers and take it off. Oh, no, no, off. let's have a fashion shot. There we go. That's Hope Couture. That's good. You could be Jeff Banks on the clothes show. I could be. It's very 93, though. It is, it is. It's, it's weird, isn't it? The, the I don't know about you, but back in the 90s, I thought there was no style. And then you get with the perspective, and now you see we really have no style. I mean, music that was recorded in 2008 could be now, couldn't yes. it? Yes. You know what I mean? It's like there's been sort of no progression culturally. No. Uh, it's just been more corporations sort of taking over stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, we did have style in the 90s. I mean, it was... I don't think... I don't think it was firstly as stylish... No. ...and bold as no. the 60s, 70s and 80s were. But was it because there was that freedom as well? Because all of a sudden, like we talked about before, all of these different groups sort of just went, oh, let's just all get together. Well, there was that angle to it, wasn't there? That, yeah. that sort of free festival world, which I'm you know, delighted we got to live through. Yeah. Uh, but there was also, I think it was the first time that nostalgia was mainstreamed. Mm. And it really was, and I don't, I, I think it's just a combination of things because... You kind of had the thing going out on out in Ibiza and the Balearic thing. You yeah. had all that going on. Yeah. So you can guess where like um, big producers would go on holiday. Mm. They'd go clubbing out in Ibiza. So they were bringing that back, and people were just going to there and bringing it back to London, weren't they? Mm. So you had that whole Ministry of Sound thing going on, you know. Um, and you also had a lot of uh, late eighties. You had. Um, Sa um, what was his name? Was it, it was Simon Harris, wasn't it? And Paul uh, Hardcastle yes. and, and guys like that putting out sort of those records. Yeah. Then you had all the acid thing, uh -huh. and that sort of it, it was kind of a mainstreaming of drug use, more or less, because we we had ecstasy, yeah. and the ecstasy thing seems to have been the drug of choice, mm. um, certainly for myself. Mm. Um, so you had all of that going on. Yeah, you had ecstasy having all these ripple effects such as it entered the free festival world which had kind of all been you know like heartwind and gong and mm. things like that and everyone being crazy and all that thing and then the next thing you had all this yeah and with the different drug it was kind of taking people to that so that just completely consumed not completely but it, it did take over the free festival thing. So you had a combination of that new drug, these new sounds, but then the record industry had decided to go with the second summer of love, obviously quite early on because, isn't it 1988 sowing the seeds of love, Tears for Fears? Or is, it is. It, is it 89? No, it's thereabouts. It's thereabouts. So you add the record industry. Have you ever watched that Tears for Fears video? Yeah. I mean, it was apparent at the time, but it must have cost a fortune. Yeah. You know, all the CG that's in it and stuff like that. But they were most definitely repackaging psychedelia mm. for the uh, 90s. They would get all... It seemed to be this convergence of all these different cultures. And then, from a, a countercultural point of view, it was Castle Morton, wasn't it? The Castle Morton rave. Yeah, uh, that's where it all kind of changed, and and also you had things going on like the Battle of Beanfield, which um, was where the travellers and the police had that standoff. And oh God, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh so you had, you had all those things going yes. on. I think it's the last time we had 
youth culture and the establishment actually facing off mm. against each other. Yeah. You know, and it felt like, hang on, this is meaningful. And you had the government put through the uh, criminal justice bill. Uh-huh. You know, no repetitive beats, no more than a, a group of four people, black, which was obviously geared to shut down the rave yes. uh, scene. That was what that was all about. Um, I went on the anti-criminal justice bill march in London. As did I. Oh, there you go. We yes. could have could have done this part. We could have been millionaires by we now. We could have been. I was very briefly interviewed live. Oh, I think you told yeah, me live by MTV, who had a camera crew there. But I was absolutely shit-faced on whiskey. Oh, ah. I, I went down there just with a bottle of whiskey, and I was just swinging it on the march. So by the time they got to me, it was that proper pissed where you sound like you've had a stroke. Yeah. You know, like, just garbage. Oh. I don't know what it is about being pissed, but I, what I used to find about it is it made me much more articulate. But then I suppose all piss heads think that, don't I they? I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. I well, dare say I thought I was making an awful lot of sense. It was the, the eyes, apparently, with me. Really? They were just... <laughs> Everywhere. Back of your head. Did I tell you about when we went to the Carlton Club in Warrington? So there's a club called the Carlton Club and it's up some stairs and it's proper <laughs> your feet sticking oh, yeah. to the carpet place. But it's like the Winchester or something like that. And a guy in there, he, this is at like three in the morning, you'd go there because yeah. it, it was open. Um, and there was a guy in there that looked like John Pertwee. And he was in shades, but he had, you know, that sort of grey uh, Pertwee jacket yes you know and he had the black shirt uh-huh. <coughs> and the medallion and the hair and everything and he took these shades off and the similarity just ended because his <laughs> eye he was like that <laughs> and my mate next to him he's like well you still got canine <laughs> he's like oh no you know what i mean yeah so yeah yeah the eyes have it i'm afraid oh no fair enough but try your chai latte okay that's where we came into the 90s well i was about to say though before i do that i was thinking about and i just mentioned it to you when we were on a commercial break and you said oh i'm sure i would have remembered that about the scurriest man i ever i ever think i met right so this is when i'm spending a bit of time in slovakia right okay they're all mental they are proper mental out there. Um, I mean, there's just... It's it's when... Um, I was making a short film, you know. It's in my trailer one day. Well, no, if, if only. It was the smallest budget. And there was a point where staying in this village, we had to walk from one end of the village to the other end. And the police stopped us from going down the main road. And uh, our director, Tom, said, well, why, why can't we go down there? And he said, up there... There's a man on a roof with a rifle, and he's just shooting at anything that goes past. Shit. So that's, oh, okay, we'll take a different route. So it was that sort of a place. It was terrifying. This is where I saw two chaps having a drink, just having a pint, just very quietly. And then one of them said something that upset the other. Don't know what. And he just looked at him, picked up his glass, and went in his face and just glassed him. And his pal touched his face and then gave this sort of like, that's, it was just a, it was like a, well, all right. Went to the bar and just below the axe was where they kept the stitches for such an occasion. Jesus. He went into the toilet, stitched his own wound up, came down, sat back down and his mate bought him a new pint. 
Jesus, man. Right, so that's the sort of place that this was. Anyway, the scariest man, though. Oh, so that wasn't scary? Oh, no, that just became the norm. You will make it work. No, the scariest bloke, right? There was a chap, and he was called Janosch, right? Janosch had two jobs. Right. Two different jobs. In the day, he worked in the abattoir, okay? And he loved his job. He was passionate about killing pigs. Fucking loved the whole business of it. Everything about it. In the evening, he drove a taxi. Right. right. So one evening, I was pissed, nine sheets to the wind, on... Slivovicia, this plum brandy homemade stuff. Completely arsehole. Yes. And I got in his cab. And his cab, the back seat, he'd taken all of the furnishings, the soft furnishing off. So it was just the metal framework, right? And I questioned this. I said, well, why have you got this? And he said, oh, sometimes people quibble about how much I'm going to charge them. And then he leant forwards and he pointed to a little switch. And he said, that's when I flicked the switch. I said, but what does that do? And he had a car battery hooked up with bulldog clips to the metal framework. Fuck. Any quibbling, boomph. It's like Peter Cushing in the silent screen. There you go. Anyway, so he tells me that and I'm like, oh Christ, all right. No quibbling. No quibbling at all. I will pay whatever you want. Yes. Then I became aware of the plastic bag that was next to me. Just a carrier bag from one of the supermarkets. And there was something odd about it, and I was tempted to look. And I looked, and I wish I had not. <clears throat> there was a lump, basically an organ, in there, right? Mm. And I'm looking at it, pissed out my head, looking at this thing. And of course, he notices me, and he says, Ah, yes, from one of my friends. One of the pigs he has executed earlier Jesus, that day. Man. So then he explains what it is, okay? And he's quite happy to tell me this detail, sat there with his little button of death. Do you like this? Yes. So this is what I had to say. Oh, okay, too, right? He would take a pig's heart home. He would get a car battery and attach it to the pig's heart. The pig's heart would start to pump and then he would fuck it. You're going to have to give me time to process this. Process that. I'm in the back of this man's cab whilst I'm being told this. I thought, not that he was a psychopath or anything, but I thought, he might just kill me. He's that sort of person who went, yeah, oh, no, I killed Just for him. a laugh. Yeah, I killed him. Because I, take he was it, I take his heart home, I fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly that. This was normal. Well... It sounds like a pretty sort of abnormal place. It was abnormal. Yeah. It was very abnormal. But, oh, right, I'm going to try my chai latte. Try your chai latte. Right, it's okay. Right, okay. Okay. Here we go, live on air. I'm not very good with new things. No, it's not new. The Indians have been drinking it for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. Twigs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Brings back warm, fuzzy memories. There are twigs in it, I can There's taste. There's no twigs there in are. it. There's something in There's it. There's nothing in it. There's something floating in it. Well, it will, it'll just be a lump of milk. Uh, uh, what, how do you get a lump of milk? You boil it. Right, hang on. 
when I was frothing it, dear. All right, I couldn't taste a twig that time. No, there's no twigs. That's all in your head, that. You've got twigs in the mind, sir. That's really interesting. It's a nice drink, isn't it? It is. What's it like? It's like if... You know, if Horlicks wasn't shit... There you go. That's what Horlicks would taste Horlicks. like. It's good Oh. Yes. And this is Twining. Well, yes, yes. They're on the list of approved vendors. <laughs> Oh, no, I quite like that. There you go. That's a new thing. That's a new thing. You can have one of them. What I do, I like a three o'clock sort of fixture with this stuff. Oh. You put the pan on, you boil the milk, yes. you give the tea bag three minutes, you come in here and you listen to some vinyl. Which reminds me. Oh, here we go. Because, oh yeah, what, what are your new nice well, things? Well, <laughs> bollocks that up. The, <laughs> yes, what are my new nice things? Yes. Well, actually, it's been a bumper week. Oh. So I got this. Mm. Viewers, which is uh, Kevin Ayers Joy of a Toys solo <coughs> album, his first one rather. Um, it's the vinyl. I didn't surprise. I was surprised to see it was Gatefold. Gatefold sleeve. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Very surprised. Um, unfortunately, they've been playing football with it down at the sorting office. Oh, yes. Which explains why it took so long to get here. Mm. Um, is that why there's a little crinkle dink. in that top corner? Yes. Yes, yes, and this corner. Oh. Uh, but I've contacted the se seller, right. Barry, yeah. good old Barry, yeah. who says, um, you know, he, he, he joined in on my... <laughs> Fuck you, you're keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. But, um, yeah, he joined in on my sort of... Because you the way you've got to do this, the angle you've got to go in at is bloody Royal Mail. It's not oh. you. Uh, it's the Royal Mail, dear uh. boy. So anyway, that's the angle you're going at. Um, so is Barry sending you a new one? No. <laughs> <laughs> what Barry has said, he said, if I want to send it back, he'll pay the postage and refund me the full amount or give me a partial discount on it. So I think we're going to go for the 50%, dear. Oh, 50%? 50%. I'll, I'll take it for a tenner. And not a penny more. <laughs> no, that's fair Not enough. a penny more. But, aside from that, one I forgot from last week, unforgivably, ah. is Blake 7, the <sighs> reunion thing you told me to get. Warship, Blake 7. Warship. Warship. Now, this is special Well, stuff. you said, and and I've not opened it, but I listened to the MP3 prior to right. that. Right, anyway, read the make... cast on the back. Oh, oh, my dear. Pass me the spectacles. Uh. Uh, There's the low light in here. I don't need them. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Um, who am I reading? Which the, bit? The actual names of the actors who are in it. Uh, who have we got here? Okay. Still got the cellophane on it. I'll have to take that off. Okay. It needs to come off anyway. From memory, I think you've yeah, got, you you've got Gareth Thomas as yes. Blake. Lovely Gareth Thomas. Proper Welsh. Proper Welsh actor. Well, you said, and you're correct, that mm. you can hear how fat he is on the recording. You, you really can. And Cake 7. Cakes. Cakes seven indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so cake, cake seven. seven. Cake seven. Cake walk ship. Yes. Um can't get into this bloody thing. Oh. Um you can hear how fat he is. You and, can. and I love him all the more for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got him being fat, you've got Darrow being mental. I mean he just just being Darrow. Yeah. He's like Robert Hardy when Robert Hardy gives up characters and starts being Robert Hardy. That's about 1978. Right. So with with Darrow, it's 1981. He basically right. goes, no, I'm going to play everything like this from now on. And it's beautiful. Then You've, you've got, got Jacqueline Pierce at least. Lovely Jacqueline Pierce. 
Yes. Have you got Selling the Vest? Yep. Oh. Was she the dark-haired one? No, she's the blonde one. The blonde on the one. Front. Yeah, I know who you mean. Look, you'll spot her on the front there. At the risk of uh, mm. contradicting myself, core. Yes. Um, so we've got cake seven. Yep, lovely. Um, I blame you entirely for this. Yes, I will accept the blame for this. Bulge, yes. Now, I, I, you had me at Dougie Camfield. Dougie Camfield, director. However... I noticed, I knew there was something wrong with the box. Mm. And I don't mean the sort of greys on the back. Mm. That the queue in that shot was so bad, it was like, I, I'm, I'm buying it. I don't care. Right. I've queued up now. I don't need these at all. Actually, okay. But I don't need them anyway. Um, and then I knew there was something up with it. Jonathan Morris. Right. Hanging by a thread. I just see him in bread doing that uh, nervous wreck. Well, this is before bread. I know it's before bread. I get it's before bread. It's like when you watch Robert Hardy and something from... You know, when you watch Robert Hardy and Manhunt, you're not getting Robert Hardy. No, of course not. No, So no, no. it's like that. You're getting Jonathan Morris, but before he has to deliver that maudlin, self-pitying... Yeah. Crap. Yes, yes. Preach, brother, oh, as they say in America. God, it's dreadful. I hated the association with bread as well. I hated what it did for Liverpool, yeah. you know, because all of a sudden every programme was basically saying, oh, they're like bread. So it was people going around being like bread, going, R.A., Nan's got AIDS, probably not that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I remember that episode. Yeah, well, no, but do you remember the one, the Christmas Day special, where Monkey the Dog got run over? No. That was it. It was but Christmas bread, Day. Bread was seven o'clock on a Sunday night. Are we agreed? Are stayed. we agreed? Yes. Good. Okay. That's good. Um, Barry was still there when Bread came on. Oh, no. He'd had about 15 cans of Oast House by this time. Barry had well gone beyond by that point. Surely. Yeah, because you get, you cross the sort of Songs of Praise threshold on a Sunday and oh. they might stay another night. Well, yeah, because you're, in, you're going into Howard's Way territory almost. Exactly. And that's its game over. Oh, uh, Howard's Way, that's it. Because that, in, you've, you've put the light on in the room upstairs. You've put the light on in the room, but also you've lowered the lights for Howard's Way because it's a slightly sexy programme. Mm. So, you know, I can see also why Barry would think, well, I'm staying. Yeah, I'm going to have some Jan Howard. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, not good. Bread, but yeah, fucking... Dreadful. So, I think that character... Jonathan Morris's. <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> That's not a twig. No, what is it? Uh, it's off the milk. It's the, the skin off the milk. Ah, it's claggy. It's not claggy. <laughs> it's it just is. how you drunk it. You oh. left it and left it till a skin formed. That's what's going on. A skin forms on the top and not the bottom. How's that no, work? No, it's because you left it. What? So the skin became so heavy it floated down to the bottom of the cup? That's what happens with skin. It's not. Uh, you ask any police forensic, <laughs> they'll say the same. Right, okay. It floats to the bottom if anyway, you leave it long enough. So anyway, Jonathan yeah, Morris. He did a poem called My Granny's Bucket on Bread. Do you remember that? No, I've blocked that out. Like some sort of repressed abuse memory. Dreadful. Just dreadful. Anyway, I'll have to give it a watch because it's Dougie Canfield. He's not in it much, is he? Uh, no. Good. He's the main one, isn't he? Well, he's Beaujest, isn't he? <laughs> he's not Beaujest. Okay, that's no, good. But he's in more than one episode, certainly. Yeah. I know. But try and just remember that's before that. Okay, it's like when you watch 
Harry H. Corbett before Steptoe doing amazing drama. Yeah. You don't see so much of it afterwards. I blame Reese Dinsdale for him. Why? Because I think because Reese Dinsdale was so popular. Yeah. They were like, oh, get someone who looks a bit like Reese Dinsdale. Do you think that's how they cast him? Yeah, I think back okay. then. Yes. Back then. I mean, he was a big deal. That's true, he was. He yeah. was a big deal. Home to Roost was a big sitcom. That's true, yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so anyway, I got that. Okay. I'm waffling oh. now. Yeah. Second drink beer. Mm. But the, the, the tastes don't work together. No, they won't. No, you should enjoy that. Uh, go back to uh, go back to the ancient Hindu Kush. And just recline there. Well, I'd love to, but, you know, there was that bit, and it was like... No. That far skinny bit at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! Well, it's not my geezer. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I bought two books this week. Yes. Because of you. Yes. About acting and more about acting. Peter Barkworth. Peter Barkworth. They look lovely. They are lovely. Do you know what? Those books, in each case, look at him on the back there, all smiley. Um, in, ah. in each case, I reckon each of those books is 20% about acting yeah. and 80% just bitching about things. That's good. We like them kind it's of books. wonderful. I love that sort of book. But aside from that, on Saturday, mm. yesterday, mm. I went to Morrison's. And if you get there early enough, not only can you take full advantage of the Steak Saturdays off, 20% off, folks. Um, so if you monitor the situation, as I do, because yeah. uh, you get to know the chap in there, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, oh, yeah, this is on special next week or whatever. So if you do it right, mm. for example, ribeye, generally twenty four ninety nine a kilo. The weeks, it's on seventeen ninety nine a kilo. If you go on a Saturday, they're the 20% off. So there. Anyway, there was a point to that. Yes, so you go Morrison's on a Saturday, you get there early, you not only get that, of the book pile. Did you just do a full advert for Morrison's? I did. I thought so. So they're going to close pretty soon. Yes, I would imagine. They're going to close. So I got yesterday. Here we go. Tolstoy, Anna Karenina, <laughs> uh, Ulysses, James Joyce. Lovely. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Rasputin, The Last Word by Edward Radzinski. <laughs> the Pursuit of Victory, Horatio Nelson. Oh. I thought I'd pick it up. I, I think that a, a chap has yes. passed. For it is a chap. It is a chap. Um, has passed away with exceptional taste. I think so, yeah. And so the uh, charity box got a bumper boost yesterday. The Cambridge Companion to Puritanism. Bloody hell. Edited by John Coffey and Paul C.H. Lim. I'm having some of that. Oh, God, yeah. Um, what else <laughs> we got here? We got two every day. No, we got Sir Walter Rally by Robert Lacey. Oh, lovely. No, that's good. Uh, got two every day. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And a brace of Elizabeth I. I've got Derek Wilson's book, Henry VIII, Reformer and Tyrant. Oh, yes. Oh, I've got that one. It's very good, that um, one. Alison Weir's Henry VIII, King and Court. Got that as well, actually. Alison Weir, she did a brilliant one of Elizabeth I as well, which is very... No, um, what... Oh, it's the, the girl in the tower, Anne Boleyn. Uh, something like Anne Boleyn, the woman in the tower, or something. That's one of hers. That's brilliant, that Yeah, one. well, um... I got talking to a woman who was mooching around the book. Uh, no, 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 no. Have no, to push uh, her over. Yes, so yes. Yeah. No, she books. came up just, I was I was saying, look, I'm, I'm having all these, you know what <laughs> I mean? She's like, oh, Alison Weir, she's great. And I was like, well, do you want that? And she's like, and we entered into a chat all right. about how she couldn't take any more home because her husband would just go mad. Yeah. And we entered into a chat about, yep, I know what you mean. 
Mm. You know what I mean? It's the amount of books I have is ridiculous. Mm. And will I ever read them? Don't know. Really? So, um, yeah, anyway, that was a nice chat. Yes. Uh, so, um, Francis Pryor, Britain AD. Oh, Francis. Oh, yes, good old Francis. So, both volumes of Tony Benn's diaries. That's pretty good which I going. Think well worth having. Um, and uh, Churchill's Wizards, again, it was like, well, I'm sure if he had it, it'll be good. Yes. Um, and uh, Finnegan's Wake, James Joyce as well. Oh, lovely. I mean, beautiful thing. This is lovely. It is lovely. And then I went back yeah. at tea time for eggs. Yeah. And uh, the best of Rumpole's in there. There you go. What a day. What a day. That's quite remarkable. That is quite remarkable. Yes. And now I'm knackered for space. Oh, God, yeah. I'm absolutely knackered. 14 books. I said to the woman who works there, I said, should I leave? Should I just take two of these and leave them? Yeah. And she's like that. Oh, no, they want you to take as many as they can. Room back there, full of books. Oh. So I was like, all right, karmically, I'm all right. How long do you think it is before you ask to be shown into the secret room of books? The secret room of books. Oh. Can you imagine? With an old librarian guy, Morrison's yes. just keep on. Yes. Oh, I like yeah, that. That'd be good, wouldn't it? So anyway, yeah, yeah, lots of nice things. No, those are lots of things. nice things for Halloween. Yeah, that's lovely. so. Um, it's going to be a busy week ahead, dear boy. Have um, you done your list? No. Okay, let's get back to your list. Oh, that list. Yes. Oh, the the pre-prepared list. Yes, you uh, you've uh, let us see behind the curtain. I have a bit, haven't I? Um, I've written Macbeth machine. I don't know what that means. Okay, Macbeth machine. Yeah. Like a banquo machine. It could be something like that, yeah. 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 But I don't know what that means. I suppose with it being Halloween, though. It was a crap gag on bank machine. Oh. No one calls them bank machines, though, do you? <laughs> no, no. No, I'm going to the bash bank. To the bash machine with we these have. stories, very nearly these scary Halloween stories. Oh, yeah, for it is a Halloween special. It is, it is mm. indeed. Yeah, I mean, apart from Will o the Wisp and Turnips, oh, I'm kind of I'm fresh out. Well, I mean, no, it's just one of the like I say for me, it was there, and yeah. then all of a sudden, because somebody's made something up in Shetland, it wasn't there, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. it's very American. You go, Oh, yeah, I don't like the Americanness, no, all them plastic turnips in the shop. At pumpkins. People have pumpkins outside the door. And on Monday, I know what I see. <coughs> Not Monday. On Wednesday, I know what I'll see. They'll just be scattered across the street, mm. kicked to death. Yes. Now, whereas the turnip had utility for its inclusion in a Sunday dinner, yes. how many people around here are going to make pumpkin pie? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought many. Nah, there's no. no chance of that. So that's not happening. No. No. Have you uh, got through your list? Yeah. <laughs> Preparation. There we go. Preparation. 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 So it's going to be a big week anyway. Oh, it is. Mm. All your idea. Uh, it's not my idea. Oh. It's absolutely not my idea. My idea is that right now I should be having a nice week off. Yes. RSB Benton. Yes. And no. Bit of flowers in the fall, Bergerac. Oh, that'd do. Yeah. Have but you watched it yet? No. That's mm. good. I... Still haven't watched that Juliet Bravo from Halloween. The witchcraft one. Tony Anna. I'm absolutely not. Yeah, when Tony Anna turns up in summer, you know 
shit's about to get real, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he turns up in that and he's demonic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. He's in a good thriller. <coughs> I watched the other night. As was Brian Blessed. Mm. He was in that little sort of transitory period. He's got the beard, but he's not gone mental. Oh, okay. So, so he's playing it straight. Oh, okay. Yeah, playing so it totally straight. Where are we talking about? 74, 75? 75. Lovely. So we're just before iClav divs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and by 19... Is it... No, it's... Well, it's Flash Garden, isn't it, where it's reached its full flower. 83, 82, 83. No, 79 Flash Garden. Really? Yeah, filmed in 79, released in 1980. Oh, right, right. so 1980. It's the same as Robert Hardy, though. That's true, actually. There must be some cosmic significance to these sort of... I can't really say Robert Hardy was restrained. Not in the least. Never. Bursting the mics. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah, they're rattling away, aren't they? You know... But yeah, he goes mad. Blessed goes mad. Um, and probably a few others of you, you know, if yeah. you look into it. Oh, yeah. Late 70s is the time where it happens. Mm. I think you were encouraged to go mad. I think so. That was probably it, wasn't it? Well, it made you more unique, didn't it? And it didn't stop them getting work. That's the no. strangest thing, isn't it? Because you'd be so stereotyped if you were Brian Blessed, but you still got the work. He's in mm. about episode three of Blake Seven, just being Brian Blessed. Yeah, he's going for it. That's seventy eight. Mm. It's just before he films Flash Gordon. I think he's trying a few things out there. He might have done something in theatre, mm. and someone, some producer or director has seen it at the BBC and gone right. That's you know that want. mad shit you did. Do we more, want of, more that. of that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's very restrained in the Sweeney episode. Yeah, uh, that he's in. Um, and Ian Hendry's in that one as well. I think it's called Jackpot. Um, but Ian Hendry's just on point on that one. He's really good. He's obviously either pissed or he's a piss head. Yes. He's got that piss head thing about him. Yeah. You know, there's a certain uh, there's a certain look we all get when we don't eat and we just get pissed and live on fags. Yes. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I can take you to see some of these gentlemen when we wrap this recording, if you want to. No. Do I have to talk to them? No. Okay. Don't want to see them. No, I didn't think you would, actually. No. Um, I don't. Well, let's avoid them. Let's avoid them. Let's, let's avoid, avoid them. them. And look forward best. to the week ahead. Yes. Well, we'll yes. report on that next week. We, we shall indeed. Yes. Well, in the meantime, we should say, um, if, if, you've, if you've enjoyed it, or if you haven't, I don't care, but if you wouldn't mind just giving us a five-star review. Oh, that'd be nice. That would be nice, wouldn't that'd be it? Lovely. Because that helps to spread the word about all things nice. All things nice. Yes. Let's face it, we could do with more of that at the minute. We really could do with well, we hope you enjoyed whatever that was, and we hope that you all have a lovely week going forward. And happy Halloween, not that we talked about it much. Uh, and so, until the next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Things, the Antidote to Modern Living was presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The theme tune was written by me, Michael Livesley. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, you know the drill. And the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis.
If you enjoyed what you heard, please visit nicethingsshow.com or find us on Twitter at Nice Things Show. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Thank you.